Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome back in to Mining Stock Daily. This is Trevor Hall. We have a corporate update for everybody and all the listeners this morning. Welcoming back Mr. Gilbert Clark from Meridian Mining. He is the chairman over there at Meridian. And Meridian trades on the TSX Venture with MNO. And they also have a new OTCQB ticker here in the United States with MRRDF. Uh, Gilbert, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Trevor, and, and uh, thank you very much for having me back. Uh, we, um, you know, I, I thought we might get a general sense of markets right now because it seems this is the conversation that I've had with a lot of people on the podcast uh, last couple of weeks. In fact, even this week, I, I I was texting a couple of people. It seems the market is so quiet right now. It's actually been rather difficult for me as a podcast producer to create new content because either everybody's out in the field or on vacation and even at that the uh market's just kind of ho-humming at almost anything but as the chairman of a company here in june in the junior resource market uh, you know you know am, am i crazy to think that way no we, we've seen um you know we come into the holiday season into europe and in, in, in the northern hemisphere united states and canada and you know, at the end of last quarter, we saw a bit of noise coming out of the east, out of China, saying we're going to sell our stockpile and blah, blah, blah. And that sort of spooked some of the copper investors. But the fundamental is is China cannot control or influence uh, the copper market. They're the biggest buyer, but they don't have the majority of their secure supply. So they are in competition with other, other you know, groups who actually consume copper concentrates. So that sort of... Everyone went a bit, oh, what's going on? And But I'm actually seeing, what I'm seeing in the resource industry is that, that low-cost copper-producing uh, resources and mines, they're not they're just not being replaced. And this is where I see the potential for Meridian, this Cabocell project, to be one of those long-term uh, replacement resource plays where low-cost, low-capex copper mines can be brought into production. Uh, you do have some social, some social geopolitical um, uh, news that hit the largest copper-producing countries, such as Peru and obviously Chile. Uh, you know, how does that lean itself in favor of a, a jurisdiction like Brazil and a project like Cascabel to to kind of alleviate well, some of that? You know, countries like Peru and, and Chile, they're I guess you could say their economies by far they're one trick ponies. They're really sort of focused on the mining industry. They don't have that vast industrial base or, or farming base. And Brazil is a diversified economy. They have massive manufacturing, they have export of agricultural products, they did have a vibrant tourist industry. So they're not sort of having to stress one sector of their industrial output to subsidize the, the, the government spending. They can draw on manufacturing of cars, clothes, um, export of, of grain, beef, lumber. And then on top of that, uh, their coffers are full from, from Vale pumping out some of the lowest cost iron ore. So they really they're at I have to check, but I'm fairly certain their their balance of payments is in in, in net benefit just because how much they export. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's return back to the Cabasol project because you continue to have your drilling program continues uh, moving forward uh, despite the quiet markets. You can you published uh, drill results from holes twenty through twenty five the other day. Um, 
<clears throat> nice wide intervals, uh, you know, 43 meters of 0.9%, copper equivalent 76.5 meters of 0.7% copper equivalent. But it seemed like within each of these wider intervals, there was also smaller sections of just a lot higher grade, uh, you know, 4.4% copper equivalent, 5.7% copper equivalent. You know, th- but this like, Actually, this isn't necessarily a surprise anymore. I mean, this is like the continuity wherever you're drilling here just continue, continues to show itself forward. Uh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I had a couple of really interesting calls about those results. Because sort of going, like, you're doing this again, you know, 40, 60, 70 meters of intervals. And one of the one of the gentlemen said, oh, yeah, great, copper equivalent. What's that made up of? And I said, well, copper, gold and silver. And he goes, nothing else, no, you know, tin or cobalt or any sort of funky credit. I said, no. And he goes, okay, well, what's the metallurgy recovery on that? Because, you know, a copper equivalent, well, the production data is telling me sort of plus 94% recovery on the on the historical data, of course, the plus 94% recovery on the copper, plus 92, I think, on the gold and 85, plus 85 on the silver. So, they're actually, when you look at the copper equivalent numbers from what Meridian is publishing, they're actually really meaningful because over probably 92, 93% of the payable dollars coming out of that future ore is actually going to be recoverable because of the fantastic metallurgy. So we've got shallow, flat-lying, big, thick layers of copper, gold, silver mineralization, and yet when we actually go to process it, we're not going to lose 30, 40% of it in the tailings because we know from the historical data, it's majority of it is recoverable. Yeah. 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 Unreal. So this, so, but you continue to find this mineralization above and below those historic workings. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what we also just published recently is the, a long strike. We, we bought our own um, geophysical survey equipment, and a long strike from this project, we've, we've had a historical uh, anomaly called Cavasal West, which was found by airborne geophysics. So we bought some very modern, because um, it was actually cheaper for us to buy the equipment than deploy our capital and extended contract. And that's actually come up as a really significant conductor. And a, a conductor is typically, a, a it's connected sulfides, massive sulfides, and that's what every major discovery, say, in Flinfon has been based upon, finding conductor and drilling it. And we're, it, it, the, the orientation, the, the length of this is quite significant. We've done about 45% strike of the historical conductor, and we've I think we've published something like 440 metres of strike and uh, uh, 485 meters of strike length, and we know that it dips down 455 meters. Uh, this is a big, big potential upside for us going forward. So not okay. only do you have that that typical open pit, but massive sulfides in a, in a VMS system are typically even higher grade than what we've been publishing, and that's what we're now targeting. Uh, so continue drilling, continue uh, geophysical work here. You know. It, 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 you know, it seems like we're just kind of, you know, keep hitting, keep, keep riding the horse forward because it's, it's the same story, but it continues to grow. Yeah. Look, uh, I've said this to a number of people, um, investors and, and new investors, these type of assets you just can't find in the, in the, in the investment world today. 
like a hundred years ago when you drilled out Flin Flon or the red volcanics in Tasmania, you found these big, thick layers of copper, gold, silver mineralization at surface. And then over the next, you know, 80, 90, 100 years, they've been mined down. And some of the VMS, mi VMS mines in, in Canada, you know, La Ronde, a gold mine, VMS, it's down 3,000 metres. So we don't have to worry about that. We've got shallow and intact system where all the mineralization is basically starting from 20 meters below surface and all our upside has been predefined by a massive amount of investment by the previous um, owners of the project which were with well, original owners of the project which was bp minerals and and rio tinto back in the 1980s yeah uh i do want to follow up on there there was a there was some news the first part of the month and i, I don't know if it really got noticed, but I think it does deserve a follow-up. And that is uh, the news out of uh, the Araquemis tin portfolio that was or that currently is underneath Meridian, a Meridian subsidiary. Uh, it's, what's interesting is this is not only, you know, I believe Mark Thompson, who's on your board, might be the original tin baron. So this is obviously very interesting. But can you talk about this portfolio and really about this deal uh, with Orosur? Yeah, look, the, the, we've got we're a focused company on 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 Cabasau with copper gold and, and we don't like risk that's why we took on Cabasau because we could deploy our shareholders capital without having risk and Arachemis is basically greenfields exploration for tin and, and gold and we just looked at it and said look we've got a limited amount of money that we can invest we've got to focus our team on Cabasau but you know there's potential there to grow an asset within the company and but have somebody else take on the financial risk while we still have a meaningful interest in that project so we and at the same time to ensure that we can get meaningful growth in the, in the value of that project you've got to have a good partner and um brad uh, brad's known agent for you know, i think 20 25 years going back to the wmc days so and they've worked in brazil so not only do we get a well-financed partner we know they're professional and we know they're well, you know, they've actually got a cash in the bank experience in Brazil and they're reputable partners. So look, tick, tick, tick. This is in the interest of our shareholders and we can grow from it. Look, eventually what I'd like to do, and we've got to go through all the, the rigmarole of, of um, taxation and, 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 and advisory services. But my intention is hopefully to build this up and then, we'll do a species distribution at some further time in the future to our shareholders because you know, our core interest is in the the Cabasau copper gold project with uh, the next thing, next uh, project on the run is the ISEG project of, of Espagon. So we're really focused on Cabasau. We're making sure that our legacy assets can create value for our shareholders and that we don't have to sort of take the risk of deploying capital into a greenfields exploration project. Uh, I do want to get your quick comments here on this new OTCQB listing. Obviously, we'll increase your uh, liquidity here in the United States. At least, obviously, that is the idea. Uh, it began it began trading this morning here in the U.S. under that MRRDF symbol. Uh, how, you know, have have you seen increased demand for access to this liquidity and to the into the company's equity? Uh, in the United States, really forging this uh, this move. Yeah, uh, d absolutely, definitely. Um, we we know we recognise there was a limitation for our potential investors out of the, out of the Americans out of the United States of America to come into Meridian, 
Um, so we thought, okay, look, let's facilitate this. It took us a little bit of time to do it. And actually, the delay was on our part, not from the OTC. They've been wonderful partners. But this gives the American investor the opportunity to to trade in his own currency, his own country, um, a, a foreign listed company. So and I think it's just a win-win situation. We've, we did. We have a lot of interest out of the out of Germany. We have a great following now with a lot of institutional and high net worths out of Germany. Um, sometimes it's probably I think we'll see the OTC overtake any trading on the Frankfurt Exchange. Uh, certainly, you know, we're in the same time zone. We can do real time news release. So it's very important that we've actually achieved that. And it's a, a great thank you to the OTC and B. Riley, who are our advisors to get that done. All right, Gilbert. Well, let's leave it at that. Uh, there will be more news out of Cabasol coming down the pipeline here in the next well, weeks or months, I would assume, as the drilling continues. Uh, but in the meantime, my friend, do stay well. Enjoy the last few days of the Tour de France. And uh, we will uh, chat with you again here in the near future. Excellent. Thanks again, Trevor. Great to be back. Uh, Gilbert Clark from Meridian Mining. Again, they trade on the TSX Venture with MNO and on the OTCQB now with MRRDF. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.